This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Hey, lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. It is early morning for me here in Bali again. I just totally fell in love with this land and happened to find myself here on the other side of the world again. And I figured, why not come back? If you tuned into my episode with David Gandelman, we <laughs> were also here in Bali recording. So I was just like, oh, I love the sounds of the jungle in the background. I've actually been out here and in China for the last couple of weeks teaching around sensuality, tantra, and yoga at a couple of Chinese retreats for women, which let me tell you has been so enlightening and so incredible learning about the sex culture and the women in China. Probably one of my most favorite parts was that I taught a sensual dance to the women on the last day and to watch them embody all these techniques for getting into their body and, and the embodying this, this, God, like sex goddess or something. But the new confidence that we're exuding was just amazing. Now, talking about culture shock and just the difference between the US and the Chinese around sex, I thought that we had poor sex education. So from my translator there, she said that Chinese has even greater gaps of misinformation and education around sex that are contributing to just a high number of unwanted or uh, unplanned pregnancies and sexually transmitted infections. And this particular retreat was all about empowering women through correct education around pleasure and around healing the shame that they have, have for themselves. And working with them, gosh, it was a couple of years ago in Thailand, and then to see them now where they've come and some of the women who went to that retreat the last time has just been mind-blowing. It's, it's been epic. So check out my Instagram, Sex Love Yoga, for highlights of this trip. And you'll see me doing some sexy dances and acro yoga and all the things. Now, here in the Western world, we, have, we really have such a wide array of cultures surrounding sex. And it's not just the idea of relationships or sexuality that is culturally constructed or that we've been taught from, uh, from early ages. But this episode, we're getting to talk about what some of these different designs of relationships can look like for you. We're talking about non-monogamy and the modern swinger lifestyle with Tara and James of Sex Uninterrupted 
I'm excited. You've heard me talk about non-monogamy, and now we've got a couple who are just the cutest couple, I swear to God, here to talk to you about their experiences. Look, I hear her giggling in the background. (laughs) That girl, I see you. (laughs) But before we get to Tara and James... Lovers, you're the reason I do this show. And I want to thank you for tuning in, for spreading the word, leaving the reviews, and trying some of the suggestions that we recommend. I love hearing about what you've been up to. I love getting your feedback because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better. Now, if you haven't already, please head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to the show, connect with me, and read more about how you can uplevel your sex, love, and vitality. I even created a little ebook on how you can uplevel your conversations around sex, which we could all do a little help around our talking about sex. Oh, it can be a hard conversation, so let me start it for you. Hi. So, here we go. Tara and James. Hi, guys. Hello. Thank you for having us on your show, by the way. Yes, thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on. Like, I've been following your things for a while, and it's just like, oh, they're going to a sexy young swingers party this week. And, like, the countdown is happening. And I'm, I'm, like, just as excited for you as you probably are. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we were, well, we didn't know we were going until two weeks before. So we didn't even have that like build up or anything. <laughs> it was just like, okay, what are we going to bring? <laughs> yeah. What are we packing? What are we doing? We ah. literally got back from a vacation with my family and literally the next day got a call like, Hey, do you want to go? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't say no. Oh, that's so funny. So you leave your your parents and you're like, bye, we're going to a swingers convention. No Pretty big much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they know about your lifestyle? I'm very curious. Yeah, yeah both, of, both of our families do. Yep. Wow. And what was that like for you? Uh, it was, I told my parents, like my parents are together. I think they've been together for like 30 years, but I told them separately. I just wanted to give them that respect and they, they took it fairly well. Like, I mean, no matter what, they're still going to love me. So Mm. at least you hope so. (laughs) Yeah. And, and we wanted to be honest about it. Um, the reason why we decided to tell our, our parents was because, we lost a couple that was in the lifestyle last year and their parents didn't know mm. until they started like going through their Facebook and their house and found things and, and their phone. And yeah. And we just didn't want our parents to find out that way. So wow. we, we just decided to be honest with them. Yeah. And yeah. And, yeah and like Tara said, it just, be, it started to weigh on us that if our parents found out about the lifestyle without us explaining the reasons why we chose this lifestyle, it, it would have, it weighed on me quite heavily to realize that like, well, we, because we do so many things together that we're probably going out together, yeah. <laughs> like in a sense, right? <laughs> like, but that so that point of like her thinking about if Tara got me into it or yeah. if mm-hmm. you know I got influenced some way by somehow and she didn't you're understand. the one getting influenced yeah exactly because <laughs> I'm the bad one she's the bad one. well of, co- <laughs> of course you wouldn't think that I'm the bad one let's be real 
<laughs> Your mama knows nothing then. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But yeah, it kind of, for me, it was, uh, I was with my, my parents divorced when I was uh, 11, I think. And then my dad died when I was 18. So it's been me and my mom for a very long period of time. And I talked with her about it and you, you were know. nervous. Well, of course I was, because it was just been me and her for a long time. She was like, you know, when people get grumpy because they're so nervous about something. Yeah. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. This feels like an attack on me right now, but no, I'm not kind of cute. I will justify myself. I had my mom had told me a long time ago, and uh, it was something weird, and I don't know how the topic of conversation came up, but. She had said, um, if you are going to come home in a different um, sexual orientation, please just come home as gay or straight. Don't come home as bi. Please make a choice. <laughs> and they're right. Like, it's, it's kind of a harsh thing to think about when you're going down this path. Now, we, I had been open, like, sexually with my mom about, like, different things that I had done um, since I was really young. So it opened those doors up. But I was also nervous about her reaction in the back end figure it out. And she took it very well. She said, technically, I don't have an opinion because it's a sexuality choice in her eyes. So that's how she looked at it. Wow. That's, that, that's amazing. I, I think yeah. there's, there may be a lot of listeners that are out there that are like, wow, I don't know if I could do that. And there's so much just um, weight from the cultural conditioning of what mm-hmm. it looks like to be in a relationship or uh, sexuality in general. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can understand the nervousness there. Oh yeah. It was uh, it's well, and that's the thing. It becomes uh, what we've been programmed so long to just think a specific way and go down a path of the same thing that usually what our parents have done in the past. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a deep programming of the kind of of your mind, your soul, your spirit, just to try to get out of that conventional norm and think outside, I guess, the technical box. Yeah. Think about what you desire, what you want to experience. What you want to desire, what you want to experience. I love that. Let's emphasize that because one thing that I talk to a lot of people, I work with a lot of clients who are non-monogamous and um, I teach uh, about relationship design. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'll get into conversations with people around non-monogamy and they'll bring up books like, um, you know, sex at dawn. And they're like, we're not designed to be. And I'm like, well, let's step away from that conversation and suggest, you know, there is no more evolved version of a relationship a style, but it's how you show up in that relationship. That's more evolved. Exactly. And like, just like how there's different ways of being monogamous, there's different ways of being non-monogamous too. And there's no, like, there's couples we meet that are soft swap, which means they don't have intercourse with other couples. They Mm -hmm. just keep it to oral sex. And and they think they're not in the lifestyle or non-monogamous because of that. I'm like, no, (laughs) like there's no definition of what, what this is either. Yeah. Yeah, We like to say the lifestyle has a large umbrella and incorporates different things, right? Like even between our relationship, Um, Tara is a little bit more kinkier than I am. So sometimes she looks out for individuals or people that where she can play within that um, almost dominance role and submissive role. Where Mm -hmm. So there's different things. And we always like to say most people are in this lifestyle for something different than they have at home, right? Mm -hmm. If you have something at home that's there, why? I don't know. I think... 
Well, it's like, it I don't depends on the individual. Oh, hundred percent. That's, that's a big thing, right? We talk about that all the time of developing more of a connection with somebody than it just being about sex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Now you two are what I'm, what I'm really impressed with you two are, um, you're in your early thirties and you do this, you're the radio host of Sex Uninterrupted. (laughs) (laughs) I told you before the show. (laughs) And you really, what I love what you do is you're through your conversations, through your posts, through your blogs, through your radio show, you bring sexuality and consensual non-monogamy to the forefront. And you, it's, it's very fresh. It's very playful. It's very fun sharing your experiences and your expertise in this area. Uh, I think a lot of people come into this and they, or they look at it and they, um, the images that they're receiving or these old scripts of what swinger lifestyle used to be, you know, say in like the seventies and that kind of thing. That's not the case at all. No. And, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no, it, it, it's been this, it's like, a stigma. It's the, yeah. it's the whole thing around this whole thing of the reason why people sometimes don't want to explore because they hear the word swinger and mm. everybody goes back to this old school mentality of, well, it's just keys parties and you don't have a choice on who you have sex with. Oh God. That which is the awful. complete opposite. Yes, exactly. Which is the complete yeah. opposite of what the environment that we are trying to create within a massive well, community. The word is consensual, yeah. first of all. So, I mean, I think consent is a huge thing in the lifestyle and people take it very seriously. Uh, I'd say more so like at lifestyle clubs than at vanilla clubs or something like that. Like I'd walk around in vanilla clubs and get my butt grabbed or squeezed. Mm -hmm. And if that was to happen at a lifestyle club, those people would probably be removed. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's more of a, yeah, it's, you have more of a choice. I find. Well, that's what it is. Being a woman. It it is. It's a choice. It's not like you're forced to have sex with anybody. If you don't want to, you express that. And you know, what we like to always say though, is our relationship comes first. Right. Mm. Sex, sex and non-monogamy will come second to our relationship being the priority. We enjoy the life we're living mm-hmm. and, and we enjoy the, what it brings out in us, which is brutal, honest communication, respect for what, you know, our desires and fantasies and, and understanding. And, understanding of each other, too, and just giving each other that freedom to to be our authentic selves, even if it doesn't make me happy, I still want to hear about things that you're going through or feeling. And that's kind of how we grow and evolve too. Mm, Wow. Maybe you can explain to our listeners what you mean by the term lifestyle and the difference between non-monogamous, swinger, open, poly, because these are all terms that we hear in our, Mm -hmm. in our culture. It's honestly, I find it's so hard to do labels now because nobody wants to be labeled anything, (laughs) especially the younger generations. Like, oh my goodness. We don't want to fit into a box. They like most of them practice non-monogamy, but they would never label themselves as a swinger. So isn't non-monogamy a label? Well, yeah, I mean, it is really, but they probably wouldn't even say that. Like, yeah, there's there's different variations of even non-monogamy. There's people who play a part. There's people who play separately, like completely separate and like, 
all of the stuff. And then some, some people don't necessarily even play within their own relationship. They just play outside of it. And there's, there's some couples just, who are, who are like just with another couple only. They're like polyamorous more couples. More polyamorous within non-monogamy, like but they yet they're still able to go and do different things. Like the, the different types of relationships. That's why, like when you said earlier about relationship by design, this is literally what this is. And we never want to put a label on somebody when they feel like they don't need a label, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just to define who you are. Cause you can describe what you're into, what you like, what you, what your rules, your boundaries are within your own dynamic of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so again, it becomes this whole relationship by design and, Again, like all the different things, polyamorous is technically a relationship with other people. Open relationship could mean that you're open to dating other people, um, but never getting into a serious relationship. There's swinger, which is like just about like what people assume is just about a sex fest. Um, <laughs> just, there's so many different variations. And some it. people want to connect with people on like intimate friendship level before mm-hmm. they engage in sexual and sexual acts. acts with each other <laughs> and some people don't care they just want to have sex and there's no right or wrong way it's just what feels good to you even a voyeur couple is technically part of this lifestyle they go to the clubs and they get to watch free porn it's yeah. great <laughs> <laughs> so when you're referring to the lifestyle really it's just different than what is the heteronormative idea yeah. around sex and relationships this is why we call vanillas muggles. Because I don't understand our magical world. <laughs> so for those of you who live under a rock and have never read Harry Potter, first of all, shame on you. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, muggles just refers to non-magical folk. <laughs> <laughs> So we call them muggles. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's it's not so- a bad thing. Like, again, it's just, and, but the thing it is, is like, you, you live can, in a magical world. But you can go from a muggle to a wizard or witch. witch. <laughs> <laughs> you can turn into one. And my favorite saying that I, I, say, I say it all the time is that everybody can achieve this lifestyle. Everybody can do this. It's not for everyone. Yeah, not not everybody wants to. Or, no. But I, we're all capable of, you know, communicating, building that strong foundation. And I'm, there's plenty of people in monogamous relationships who have similar relationship dynamic that we do, right? Mm-hmm. Just how they communicate, how they love each other, how what they do for each other. It's, mm. it's not just because we're in the lifestyle. We just have a good relationship. Yeah. yeah. And we're willing to share it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I, I can imagine there are people out there who are listening to you talk and wondering like, okay, that's something that I'm interested, but what sort of things would need to be in place in our relationship to make this work? Because we uh, probably a lot of people hear the non-working relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I always say self-love is probably the number one thing you need to have before exploring a non-monogamous relationship. Even a monogamous one. Yeah. Like you need to have that confidence in yourself, the confidence to say no, understanding where your rules and boundaries are. And, you know, if you don't wake up every day loving who you are, it's, it can really go downhill fast and spiral out of spiral out of control well, then you compromise too much of yourself in that aspect right? or yeah you just don't feel fulfilled by it and mm. second we like to say communication is huge like 
brutal, honest communication between you and your partner or partners. Um, we say the three C's of communication are confidence, clarity, and compassion. And whenever you're trying to talk with each other and have that open, brutal, honest communication, keep those three things in mind. Um, and then lastly is rules and boundaries. Discuss what your rules and boundaries are. Uh, discuss kind of where your limits are. Have certain scenarios playing out and see how you would feel if those things were to happen. And make sure you both on the same page with what those, what those are. So for example, we started off with not kissing other couples. That was a rule that we had at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's interesting how Tara put it. She did miss one though. It's a good, a good foundation. That's what I'm saying. That is a good foundation. All three of those things. Yes. But mm -hmm. to mostly start, we, um, I think that like when I, I look at it as is to have a good foundation within your relationship. And then yeah. again, communication develops that, sort of conversation where you know that you can bring stuff up without that person having that adverse reaction that you're fearful of. Mm -hmm. So, and then you start talking about maybe your fantasies okay. about potentially maybe being with somebody else. Would mm -hmm. it, would this excite you Would this, how would you feel during that? And then again, the communication keeps rolling and it's brutal and it's honest. And right. You can say I, that would be something that's not for me, but it could be something that, you know, Ooh, maybe you hit the mark or something like that. And explore mm -hmm. like, um, some films together, some erotica. There's a lot of good stuff coming out of like Erica Lust. I don't oh my God, my favorite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's like sexy scenes that are realistic that you can watch with your partner. And, yeah. you know, you can talk about those things. Like, would you be okay with that happening? That's really sexy to me. Do you think we could plan something like that? That's just, it's an easy way to start those conversations Opening as well. Dialogue, yeah. yeah. Mm, I love that because you're using this almost like a third party object to refer to and be that um, initiation of the conversation. Mm -hmm. and, well, and it doesn't have to be Pornhub. Like there's some really sexy erotica and, and, and realistic porn things that we can, we can relate to. Yeah. 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 Instead of the, the idealized or this fantasy image of what it is. Sure. Which is because the lifestyle is important. Like no. when we're all like when we're in orgies, it is not like what you see in porn. I'm raising my hand right now because I just want to speak for a second. But sometimes it can be like porn. Let's just be real. <laughs> it, it can be. Like, well, they don't have the lube interludes and washing your hands between partners and yes, it's not a, condoms it's not on. As, not as easy flowing as it no. usually is depicted, and I completely understand. <laughs> But the sex and the passion that can actually come between two people that, you know, want to be there it is a little different, right? It is so, hot. And it's that's hot oh, it's so yeah. hot and sexy mm -hmm. and it can be so like porn-ish. <laughs> oh my God, Don't I'm give drooling. Me like, <laughs> oh, it can be, it we we can had be. a sexy orgy recently in oh. Desire. Oh. Like this morning? What? No. This <laughs> morning. And it was we we had a crowd yeah we had a crowd watching so i put on a I, what i like to call especially in the lifestyle i kind of call it a performance fuck am i allowed yeah. to swear sorry i didn't know oh you can totally swear it's my show it's okay sure. <laughs> sorry i just wanted that yeah i didn't ask that question before but yeah i call it a performance fuck Consent because technically James. you want <laughs> yeah and you just you know you get into it into that what they want and i'm a big proponent of finding out what they want before i get there so i can actually just deliver that because my blue my sexual blueprint is sexual so he's an aries and an aries 
Amazing. <laughs> I'm a I'm a shapeshifter. Oh, really? <laughs> me too. I'm all That's the so things. Good. Yeah. 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 We also had uh, Jaya on a few episodes ago. So for those of you listeners who are interested in finding out what your sexual blueprint is, uh, go back and listen to her episode and find out. You can be kinky, sexual, energetic, shapeshifter, sensual, and it's an amazing language to unlock you and your any potential partner. Yeah. Yeah. We had her on our show too. We're big proponents of, <laughs> of yeah. yeah. We love her. <laughs> oh, she's, and it just, but it speaks, it spoke to me so well um, of understanding that yes, I'm sexual, but not everybody else is sexual. She didn't know. I didn't know. I just, you know, I thought, and then I, for like three years, I filled up Tara's sexual cup. Like I filled it up. Let me tell you, like it's I overflow. Build it, <laughs> but to a point where it was overflowing, and I wasn't filling all the other cups. So she wasn't feeling like all all around satisfied. I, I, well, the sexual part she was satisfied, just not the other ones. Right. Um, I I looked at it as cups, and then all these cups are empty, and then our sex life kind of dropped off to like you know five six times a week to like you know three or four, and I kind of tried to figure out what was going on, and then we took this tantra course, and it changed everything for me. I was like, I need more kinky, sensual, energetic. And I'm like, what the fuck is energetic? (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yeah. No, and I'm serious though. But this is where the lifestyle comes in handy is, you know, he doesn't have to do all that. I can find people who naturally are energetic and connect with them in the bedroom. You know, I don't have to... Get or even outside you. of it, because that energetic is something that I just don't understand. I'm a, I'm a very yeah. layman kind of person. Like I'm touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm touching you. I'm not touching you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I can, I can understand what you're talking about, Tara, with the energetics. I'm like, I love the moment right before everything. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> just hover, hover and breathe with me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Exactly. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like orgasming over and over on the bed. They're like, okay, I'm just gonna hold my hand, like hovering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's James. I don't know what I'm doing. But... I don't know. I, I, just, I give off that sexual vibe, I guess. That's all I need. To, that's all I need to know. You do. Congratulations. Good job, James. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so one of the perks of having this lifestyle as you're saying is I can get more of my needs met um with other people who match me in that way which mm-hmm. I I can imagine and even some of my clients who've come in have that feeling of I'm not enough or I can't fill what my partner wants So maybe you can expand on that. Maybe you've experienced it in the lifestyle. Maybe you've experienced it yourself. Um, It's one of, I talked, we talked about it at uh, an event that I find it. So think about like, don't get me wrong. I'm not opposed to monogamous relationships and I'm not completely a hundred percent like, yeah, come back, come over to our side. No, no, no. Monogamous (laughs) relationships work for people. Like I said, you know, everybody can achieve this lifestyle. It's not for everyone. And if it's not for you, Stay in your monogamous relationship and do your thing. But I find that if you are in a monogamous relationship, think about how much pressure you're putting on your partner. You're putting, and it's not like actual pressure. It's just you're, you're like when you're with them in a monogamous place, you're telling them that they have to be responsible for 100% of your emotional needs and 100% of your sexual needs. 
So that's like, and I, I always put it in terms of like numbers cause I'm a numbers guy, but 200% is a lot, right? If I'm giving 110, I'm still 90 short <laughs> in a sense. And so for us within this, within our non-monogamous relationship, we're able to share these things that we're lacking. And that's what we try to go and look for so that we don't necessarily put a hundred percent of the pressure on each other, like subconsciously, mm-hmm. um, as a whole to be able to make our relationship more complete by communicating the things that we might be missing. Like Tara does communicate with me a lot that I, I tend to skip over some things and I don't get to the kinky stuff. And so I'm like, okay, well let's find some people that you can play within that kinky boundary. So mm-hmm. I find that like within non-monogamy, you, you don't want to be somebody who has, who is responsible for that 200% of making me happy though. And, mm-hmm. I, and I don't want to be that either. I mean, we would just be lost in making each other happy. Trying to make each other happy by compromising. Instead of just yeah. living the life that we, we feel we want to live inside of our souls. Mm. Like even being bisexual, you know, I, there's no way he can fill that need. Right? Like there's no way he can be that tender woman and have that passionate makeout session with me. I mean, like I can tuck it back, but it just doesn't look, it's not the it's same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. There's no resting. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, at least I can explore that. And there's, there's, yeah. It's just, but it's, it's the whole thing. There's the, what I, I came up with this a while ago. We were sitting in a restaurant with a bunch of lifestyle people. And I'm like, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with variety. And nothing <laughs> it's the most is, basic, simple sentence. But I, I like to put things into more like literally the most simplest sense. Nothing wrong with variety, right? And if you're willing to explore something like this, all the conversations need to be had beforehand about mm. all the different things that may or may not happen, right? Develop your rules and boundaries. Rules become concrete. They're not to be broken within an evening. Mm-hmm. Boundaries mm. can be adjusted depending on conversation along the way, but never like one of our biggest recommendations is don't ever change your rules in a night. Yeah. Like don't decide, like, like, okay, we're not going to do this. And then, you know, you've been hanging out with everybody for till midnight. You've had a few drinks and you're like, yeah, we're just going to change this rule right now. Usually. To protect your relationship, right? Yeah. The and reason it was there is because there was some sort of issue or it just gave you that little pit in your stomach. And that's mm-hmm. why it was there. And so I think respecting your rules but your boundaries, I do think, are flexible, and those things can can change in an evening, depending if you show up and you feel more or less comfortable than you thought you would. Mm. Those things change. Yeah, let's talk about that pit in the stomach for a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because You're dating all over again. <laughs> yeah, it's literally what it is. Yeah, it, it creates that huge pit. Yeah, 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 and. I'll hear, and this is a this is a myth that I'll put out there. You know that people will will tell me, well, you're not supposed to get jealous if you're in those types of relationships, or jealousy is bad, and jealousy is you know will destroy your relationship. And I'm like, hold up, like you know, jealousy is such a human experience that we all yeah. have, and it, it's actually a tool that we can use to to learn more about ourselves and our needs. Mm-hmm. How would you ex- how would you describe um, how you navigate jealousy or what you see in the scene? Uh, well, jealousy. We, definitely... we always say jealousy is an emotion. Yeah, it's like it's like anger. It's like happiness. It's like 
you know, sadness. It's I, all I of think jealousy is there to show you where you have certain triggers or perhaps even trauma that needs to be healed. And a lot of times it just takes a little bit of self self-reflection to see where that's coming from and, and not react to it. It's really easy sometimes to just react and that anger, that, that jealousy just lashes, lash out at your partner and we, we see it a lot. It does happen. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, but what, what we try and do, and this has happened to us recently is I definitely felt jealous about something. And we, I took a few days of even trying to feel through this and understand like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What happened differently this night? What could have led me to feel this way? And then we have a really mature discussion about it instead of lashing out and yelling and screaming. You know, it's a real heart to heart conversation of exposing a little bit of who we are and, and being that raw emotional person in front of each other. Well, don't even get me wrong. We didn't, we didn't start out this way either. Like we had (laughs) moments, we took in moments where literally we left like the party or the club or whatever. And in the cab ride home, just started going at it. Oh yeah. And like, that's one of the biggest things about us is that we like to talk about is like, we don't think that every relationship is a hundred percent perfect because if Mm -hmm. it was a hundred percent perfect, I don't think it would be that much fun, <laughs> right? Like, Keep you on your toes, eh, Boo? Well, well, challenging each other back and forth, of, like again, challenging the status quo of what the what the relationship confines would be. But sometimes, like you know, we we have moments where we can explode, <laughs> yeah, because maybe we haven't talked about something and why were we holding it back? And then we start discussing the reasons why we did. Or you feel something like yeah. jealousy and. And you're like, what is this coming from? And mm-hmm. yeah, it, I mean, it happens. We're all human. I'm monogamous. People get jealous. Monogamous They're people like, get into <laughs> ar- monogamous people get into arguments. Monogamous people have like, fights. It's like the same as us. Like we're not. We are in the same exact relationship as monogamous people, but we just have sex with other people. <laughs> I love that. Yes. It's like, you know, it's, and I think a, it's we, a healthy relationship is a healthy relationship. We also exactly. talk about, we talk about everything. So like, and that's what we kind yeah. of find being like a fundamental somewhat difference between the two is that we literally discuss everything mm. and without fear of shame or guilt of what that person is going to say afterwards. Well, like, sometimes just, though, we also have to give each other the boundaries of I mentally and emotionally cannot have this discussion right now. I so like, shelf it and take a few hours or days, whatever each of us needs, because sometimes you're just not in the right mindset. Like you could have had a rough two days at work and just don't want to deal with that right now. And that's perfectly okay too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah, this is beautiful. It's so what I'm hearing is, is, uh, you're describing transparency. Mm, 100%. Yes. yes. Do you think that that's a necessary for this type of a relationship to be um, happy? And I'm going to use the word successful. And I mean successful as in everybody is... Um, Their own definition of successful? Yeah. 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 I think that transparency is... But we will. we do always throw caution to the wind. The one thing about this lifestyle that will reflect big on your relationship is, is that it's a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. So things that are wrong in your relationship, this will extrapolate them a lot. Mm-hmm. So 
Having, or if it's good, if your relationship's really, really good, good and you got that great communication and it can add the most amazing things to your life. Yeah. It'll just yeah. make everything better. But if you have like those issues with talking or you're hiding something, um, that's definitely just going to blow. It, it, it just it, gets it, magnified. It just bubbles out and it starts to grow and grow and grow. And yeah. it, it, this lifestyle, as we always say, it's, it's magnifying. It, it'll test you. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why we always talk about a good foundation. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that good foundation, well, then you're going to start to fall apart just as you try to get into this. And then you're not re-talking about everything and rehashing everything. Like we discuss our rules and boundaries every single time we go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of self-awareness I hear in the two of you talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is necessary. And I, since finding the lifestyle too, I've become way more spiritual as an individual from doing my journaling every day, doing my yoga every day, um, and, and really processing what's going on inside of inside of me. I didn't used to do that. I was more of a reactionary person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also talk a lot about yoga and um, obviously my brand is Sex Love Yoga. And, and so yoga and journaling helps you calm your nervous system down so you can be more responsive instead of reactive. Mm-hmm. Like you're creating space for yourself and you're, you're um, regulating the body again. Yeah, yeah. I need and, to do that. And weed. And, and, and cannabis. <laughs> yeah. And cannabis. <laughs> Ah. This makes you reach that level homeostasis state. Stay in that homeostasis and then find a good balance for you and see what works. Mm. We always like to, we would rather use cannabis than alcohol because one thing that we always like to say in this lifestyle is that we need, I want to have consent on all aspects and from every single person that's involved in anything that we do. I just want to make sure everybody's consenting, right? That's our big it's our big push, especially when it comes to this lifestyle, is to make sure that everybody feels like they have the ability to say no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's very empowering. There's a sense of agency there. Everybody has the space to speak their voice. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Even from a guy's perspective, I want to talk to the other guy if I'm about to play with his wife or his girlfriend. I want him, I want to ask him as well, right? There's, there's a lot of different lines of, that need to be talked about before engaging in anything. So that's why I think that like us, we just try to look for friendships and develop these good, honest connections with people where we, sex just becomes a bonus. We get friends for life. Flirty friends for life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's so cute. I love that. Yeah. You know, as we're talking about the communication piece here, I'm reminded of uh, my own experiences with my past partners of, um, you know, even around jealousy of having that fluttery feeling in my body and being like, okay, so this is what I'm feeling viscerally in my body. That doesn't mean I want to take this off the table. I just want you to, can you be here with me as I'm working through this process? So Mm -hmm. as much as you're describing, you know, um, uh, self understanding and also allowance. There's a, this allowance and acceptance of where you are, but you're consciously choosing to respond and, and create intimacy instead of just uh, reacting, flying off the handle, blaming. So there's a very strong difference of these, uh, the expression and the, the experience of jealousy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 
jealousy. We always say that if you think you're going to get into this lifestyle and not become jealous at some point or another, you're dead wrong. <laughs> like, like we understand. I mean, we're that. human. Yeah. We're yeah. Human. And it's Why good. is it bad? It's not a bad one. It's just figuring out where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's very um, de-shaming. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of shame around jealousy, and I don't know why. Yeah. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of shame around sex. There's a lot of guilt around talking about fantasies and desires. Yeah. It, it becomes a shift when you start to realize that you find a community of people where you can express all these things. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, is it one of the most liberating things to find people that you can talk about, you know, double anal or double <laughs> vaginal penetration, yeah. or, you know, talking about 12 person orgies where it's just all around fun and sexiness and you don't like, have to hold back anything yeah, in and, conversation and BDSM and kink and double subs. And it's just finding all these people where you can start talking about playing within these like almost boundaries within yourself. And it's like, it's just so much fun to find a community where you're so like accepted in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Accepted. Oof. That's, that's incredibly healing. I can imagine as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, it, Oh yeah. It's the it, first time I ever felt like I fit in somewhere. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, I, I had a bunch of group friends growing up that were all different from different spots and different places. And I went to university across the country and all of that stuff. So it was like, I have all these little different pockets of friends, but it's like all the friends that we've developed in the last like six years have just become these people that I just want to surround myself with. I don't get slut shamed anymore. No. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Now, how do you two balance the relate the lifestyle with your relationship with other aspects of your life because I, I'm thinking of myself as a human and I'm pretty pretty complex <laughs> you know I got all my things and my family and my my interests and my career and how do you how do you manage the time management well like the lifestyle is turned into our, our life, life right. Oh. <laughs> Like this is, it just like when we go to hang out with friends, it's people in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We host, you know, at least once, once a month, month, we host an event in our city. We travel lately. It's been once a month. We've been traveling for events for this. For lifestyle events. And it's just, it's just who we are. It's just naturally has worked its way into that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Definitely opening up to our family about it has made the balancing even easier. Oh my God. Because we don't have to hide anymore. We don't have to like make up lies of where we're going for travel. Um, they kind of understand and give us those boundaries now. Oh yeah. Like after we got back from the vacation with my mom, it was like, she was like, oh, you're going on another vacation. I'm like, yeah, I'm going down to Hedonism too in Jamaica for Young Swingers Week. And I'm going to be naked with 580, 560 people. And she was like, they're all naked. I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it's nude side and a prude side. Ah. So it's fully nude on one side. Like it's almost, it's enforced. They give yeah. you, they give you a little bit of time, but they just create the environment that everybody's nude. And then you go on to the prude side where it's clothing optional and pretty much everybody's still naked over there. It's just, mm-hmm. this is what it is. And she, I told her and she's like, really? It's just not for me. And I honestly thought she was in it, but she's not. So <laughs> yes. it's good. <laughs> so the balancing is a little bit, and we don't have kids either. Mm-hmm. And 
a lot of people are, you know, kind of our age and older. So most of them do have kids. And I know that that's a really hard one. That is one of the hardest. But what, what we end up doing is a lot of times we'll do just vanilla dates with our friends who have kids and if they can't get childcare, we'll just go to their house and we'll hang hang out out their kids. And that's, you know, that's a good way to get to know these people and get to know them better is just to hang out with their family. And then, you know, when we have a a sexy date, then it's a little bit more special. And it just flows so much easier. It's then Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about the butterflies of dating. Like you like that pit in your stomach of like, Oh my goodness. Like we're going on a date with some people. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? It's like, you Mm -hmm. know, this whole lifestyle now, even just in our generation and everybody's generation that it's like going back to dating. If you've been in a relationship for a long time, is a scary fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah. So even in the lifestyle, it's still scary to go on dates. Because, oh, yeah. oh yeah but it's fun to do with your best friend oh <laughs> it is Thanks, Becky. Oh, <laughs> so uh what sort of you know we're talking about non-monogamy or we're talking about people's perceptions of it i wonder if there's myths around non-monogamy that the two of you would love to bust out there Tons. I think that people think that it's when you walk into a sex club, it's people having sex everywhere. And that is, I mean, everybody presumes if you go to like the playroom area, yeah, but you don't walk in. Usually the playroom's at the very far back. Yeah, it's hidden. Mm -hmm. It's more discreet. So that's that's one that people think a lot. Um, Everybody assumes that our lifestyle is all about sex. Yeah. When it's Mm. so much more like, like this whole episode that we've been talking about, like there's so much more to this lifestyle than just sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. I that's think. the biggest one. And that's what people get fearful of. And they think that, oh my God, then I'm going to have to have sex with somebody that maybe I potentially work with. And it's like, well, honestly, if they're in the lifestyle too, now you have something to talk about around the water cooler. That's a big one too, is people are afraid that they'll run into somebody, yeah, somebody that, that they know. And I'm like, well, they're, they're both doing it. <laughs> Unless it's your clients. <laughs> yeah. But even, even then, they're, they, if you're honest with them and they're honest with you, sweet. Now you found yourself in a great place. Now you have a talking point. <laughs> yeah, I've been to, um, I talk about Bernie Man on this show and I've been to Bernie Man and run into some clients and I'm wearing like, you know, the least amount of clothing and like mm-hmm. a giant like wig or whatever. And I'm like, I have no idea if they know who I am. <laughs> this is like, um. We... Yeah. And almost similar to us, we like talk to people on our radio show all the time. And sometimes we don't do video because it just doesn't work out that way. And so we'll just chat chat with them. And then, you know, we'll meet them at an event and we'll run into them naked on the beach. And we're like, oh my God, it's finally you. I get to meet you in real life. (laughs) It's an interesting industry because you are naked with people that you work with. Like we are naked with everybody at Young Stringers Week that worked there. So... And yeah, I worked my, real I, fast. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but I think that that's what, I think that kind of creates again, more of a community. Now you have people that you know, that you can start talking to this stuff about that you didn't think you could talk to about before. And mm-hmm. now you're opening up a little bit more and a little bit more. And, you know, it's like, you know, at my muggle job, as I like to call it, um, most <laughs> people know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, I, I just chose to be honest I with them. I think it's different for a male. Oh, big in time. the workplace. I'm not denying that. I'm not. I, I didn't share it when I worked. 
uh, in the corporate world Mm -hmm. because I just felt like as a woman and from past experience that I would just be slut shamed and not understood. Yeah. I think you get more. Yeah, bro. High five. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not denying it. I I will never deny it. I I feel that there's a different difference when it comes to sexuality between genders, which is a, astronomically fucked from my perspective but it is what it is like it's just uh, and i i we're trying to change it that's what we're trying to do we're trying to change that perception of stop the slut shaming like you know a woman's gonna have sexual needs and desires there are women out there that are sexual majority sexual blueprints and they just you know they just want to get it in (laughs) yeah there's a really good book that i love um called untrue have you read I've that? Heard I've heard of it. I've not read it. Oh my God. It's so good. It's by uh, Wednesday Martin and she just knocks that stuff out of the park. Um, sorry. I was laughing because, <laughs> sorry, I was laughing because I'm like, does it come in an audiobook? Because <laughs> I don't read. It does. <laughs> it does, does come in an audiobook. Yes. When I was, while I was driving, I would listen to it and I'd be like, fuck yeah, Wednesday, tell it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to buy it and add it to my, my pile. For sure. So with all of this, and I know that the container of this show is, is small in comparison to what you all offer. How can people list, how can people find you? How can they connect? Where can they go to get you? All right. So are you going to do the spiel? Yeah. Spiel? So what you can it? find um, <laughs> the spiel. Yeah. That's the, the sales word. pitch. Yeah. Sure. That one. You're good at you that. can find, Not me. <laughs> you can find all of our information at sex uninterrupted.com. Our radio show is through uh, the sexy lifestyle network, which is on voice America.com. If it's you, also on the website. Yeah, it's also on the website. If you uh, are on iTunes podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, you can uh, look up Sex Uninterrupted and you can find our shows all there. Um, we and also Instagram. We do our Instagram, which is sex.uninterrupted. Our Twitter is sx.uninterrupted. No, it's sxuninterrupted. Oh, just sorry, sx.sxuninterrupted. Sorry. Those are your things. I'm not the post social media. Tara is the best at it. <laughs> And, oh, we also have a Patreon account. So at patreon.com slash sexinterrupted, you can come and support us there. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, I loved having you guys on the show. Thank you yeah, for coming good. on. Thank no, you. Thank it you. Was, that was a really good chat. Yeah, we, it's Hopefully funny. we open some minds. It's funny. Oh, we've been talking so much with other people that it's like, it's nice to be interviewed. It's nice to be interviewed to talk again back like with each other. You don't have to prep any notes or anything. Doing the fun work. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And for any of you lovers who are interested in my own personal experience in non-monogamy, you can check out the interview that I did on Clit Talk. Um, and I get into all the things about my experience and we just want to support you here. We want you to really understand that you can have the sex and love life that you desire, as Tara and James explained here and, and their own personal experiences. Um, I really, really want to thank all of you lovers for tuning in. You know, if you enjoyed this show, please head to eatplaysex.com. Subscribe to it. Connect with me. I want to hear from you and get the free ebook on how to have better conversations around sex. Because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better. So you can improve your sex life, which we all know will improve every aspect of your life. 
So I'll see you next time on Eat Play Sex. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out eatplaysex.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.